Christ is born. Glorify him. Al-Masih wulida. One of the most common questions people ask each other is, how are you doing? And uh, a friend of mine always answers, I'm doing great because every day is Christmas. And today, we actually celebrate the first day of Christmas. And if you say to someone, Merry Christmas, today or tomorrow, most likely they will tell you, Christmas is over. It was on the 25th. However, for us, especially as we celebrate the liturgy and the liturgical year, Christmas has only begun. And as the famous song tells us, there are 12 days of Christmas. So yes, in a wider sense, Christmas is every day. In the church calendar, we prepare to celebrate the major feast days, and depending on the event, we either spend a day before or a few weeks celebrating that special day. So the way the liturgical services are set up, we begin preparing for Christmas with a 40-day fast beginning on November 15th, and we continue to celebrate Christmas liturgically until January the 6th, which is the Feast of the Theophany, the baptism of our Lord. During this time, we continue to celebrate that Jesus was born, that he appeared in our midst, and because of that, there, are, there is no fasting on the Fridays from now till the 6th of January. So from now until January 6th, because we are in what we call the Christmas season, we can continue to greet each other. Christ is born, glorify him. Al-Masih wulida famajidu. We do not greet each other. Christ is born, he is truly born. Or as sometimes in Arabic, Al-Masih wulida haqqan wulida. That is not how we do it. Al-Masih wulida famajidu. The birth of Jesus always marks a new beginning for us because it is the good news of God's love. This enormous love requires us to take on a new perspective in life. Love is always beautiful, but as everyone knows, for love to be authentic and lasting, it must have three very essential elements, humility, obedience, and sacrifice. No couple who has been happily married for 10, 20, or 50 years or more can say they still love each other if humility, obedience, and sacrifice are not part of their life. If we truly want to show God how much we love Him, then humility, obedience, and sacrifice must also be part of our spiritual life and our daily relationship with him. But how do we express these in our friendship with God? Today's readings help us understand this in very practical ways. In the gospel reading, we heard that after Jesus was born, the angel said to Joseph, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there till I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose, obedience, and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. Then, when Herod died, 
Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are now dead. We do not know very much about St. Joseph. But what we have in today's gospel shows us how he was a man who was ready to practice humility, obedience, and sacrifice to God. St. Joseph is always portrayed as responding in a humble way. Throughout the entire text of all four gospels, St. Joseph does not say a word. But he does perhaps something that is more important. He always responds and he always acts. St. Joseph is always ready to sacrifice his own plans for the good of others. And he was always obedient to the word of God by responding Im immediately to what God wanted him to do. These qualities are an essential aspect of the Christmas spirit. God showed us his love by being born in the flesh, by appearing, by being with us. And we, in turn, show our love for God by responding in a real way to his love, very much like St. Joseph did. We cannot do this if we do not take time out of our busy schedule to pray. The more time we spend praying, the more we will learn how to be humble, how to be obedient, and how to sacrifice the things that we sometimes hold very dear, but in the bigger picture, prayer helps us to realize how insignificant they sometimes are. We simply cannot survive spiritually or grow in any real way without prayer, and we will not be able to see the fruits of prayer without setting specific times aside during our day for prayer. There's a story of a man who was walking through the forest, and a bear started chasing him. And when the bear got closer, the man began to pray, God, help me. I need to be able to run faster than this bear. Immediately, God gave him the strength. He responded, and the man was able to run faster than the bear. And then he said again, God, help me some more because I'm getting tired. And so God gave him extra strength so that he will no longer be tired. But then finally, his third prayer, he said, God, thank you for helping me. But can you stop helping the bear as well? This story reminds us of two things. First, that God equally wants to help every single one of us. And second, that we need to pray not only when we are being chased by bears. Prayer is not only an emergency call for help when we are desperate. Of course, when we are desperate, it's always good to pray as well. But that is not what prayer is about. God is not a soda machine or a vending machine where we go to get our goodies and when we, need, when we get what we want, we walk away until further notice. Prayer is first and foremost about slowing down our life 
so we can think about how we can be humbler before God, how because of that humility, God fills us with an essence of sacrifice for others, and then how we can be obedient to the direction that God wants us to move in. There we see humility, sacrifice, and obedience. Of course, every single one of us is legitimately busy. We have so many responsibilities and so many challenges in life, but we should never be too busy for God. We need to reflect on the love of the Christ child and perhaps, and especially today, busy ourselves a little more with loving him with everything that we do in our life. On this last Sunday of the year, attempt to commit to set aside at least 10 minutes a day to pray. Perhaps another 10 minutes, or if you don't have time, inclusively, 10 minutes also to pray, to read the Bible. Thank God. Thank time to stop and thank God. And then spend time to learn to love God and open your heart honestly before God by presenting Him your deepest needs as a friend shares with a friend, not as a to-do list for God to be doing while you're working or while you're asleep. This element of humility, of sincerity, and of obedience is, is what true prayer is. Especially during Christmas, we celebrate that God humbled himself before us and that God sacrificed himself for us as proof of his enormous love. And during this Christmas season, which we continue to celebrate until the Feast of the Theophany on January 6th, we have a chance to reciprocate God's love by setting aside a few minutes a day to humble ourselves before him in prayer so that we can receive the greatest gift of humility, sacrifice, and obedience. Christmas, therefore, is not over. When we continue to receive these gifts every day through prayer, we will realize that Christmas, in fact, has only begun. And when prayer leads us to see daily blessings, we will also live like Christmas is truly every single day. Christ is born. Al-Masih walida famajidu.